Have you tried all the little tricks and remedies to get your horse to listen to you? Um, you've tried starting off with the basics and you just keep running into this brick wall that, well, it seems like he's not playing a blind bit of heed to you and he's actually running through the aids. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and this is the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world to help you, well, straighten out those little issues that make riding a whole lot less enjoyable for not only us, but I'm sure for your horse as well. Every single week we take a different topic to do with horse riding. We break it down into smaller pieces that you can, first of all, understand. Secondly, you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And thirdly, you can go and communicate that to your horse. And of course, isn't that the aim of the game? The better communication, the better conversation between you and your horse, the two-way street where you both know what you're supposed to be doing and you both are able to then carry out and in a way that's enjoyable for absolutely everybody involved. That's our aim here. Now, if you are having issues with um, these kind of niggly little things, such as a horse running through your aids, you are more than welcome to pop over. I have a freebie for you. It's all about the half halt and how you can improve it. You can find that over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash halt. It's absolutely free if you just pop your name and your email address in there I will send that out to you and you can use it today in the saddle or tomorrow um, and help you get that straightened out but back to today and back to actually this whole conundrum of a horse running through your aids because it is a frustrating one now sometimes when we're talking about this initially a lot of people won't really understand what it is it's basically when you're trying to be lovely and light and you're trying it's almost like you know when you 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 see the parent and the child is having the tantrum and the parent is doing their best to to hold it all together and to i suppose take the high road as it were and the child is just on the ground couldn't care less and is having this massive tantrum and you're thinking oh my golly gosh what's going to happen next that's very often what a horse running through the aids looks like for the person on the ground okay the rider is there they're trying to do everything right and the horse just does not seem to be paying any attention and is really making things physically uncomfortable but I would say also at this point probably mentally uncomfortable because no matter what you're trying to do you can't seem to get past that point where the horse just kind of grabs things and runs with it okay so what can we do well the first thing I'm going to suggest you do is to start very small set a very very clear intention about what you want to make happen and then start at the beginning and the beginning I would say means slow down okay so why am I telling you to slow down so what you need to do as a rider is to start actually figuring out what is happening okay and then from that you can then respond rather than react so many riders because this very often happens maybe when they pick up canter or it could be in trot as well but you'd often see it in canter more so and the riders everything's going too fast and it's very hard to pinpoint exactly what's going on so slow it down bring it back and keep going through different things within the ride itself and noticing okay is there a trigger point here what is going on here what is making this happening 
Is there something that I am doing that is causing a direct response to this? Is there something that's happening that I am forgetting to do? So when things are slower, we can be very, very clear about what we want to do, okay? And we can be very clear with not only what we do, but also with the sequence of how we're going to do that, okay? We kind of have a sequence of events in our head and maybe the, you have to do one thing, the horse is doing another thing, you'll respond this way, he'll do that way, you'll do this, and so it goes on. But when things begin to get faster or more complicated... <laughs> that sequence kind of falls apart a little. <laughs> People are like, hey, and you kind of, it's like just throwing everything at a wall and hoping something is going to stick. Now, we know that with horse riding, that might work initially, but when you want to do anything with regards to refining the conversation with you and your horse, that approach isn't going to get you anywhere. So slow it down, okay? Really and truly take it back. Now, I spoke there about setting an intention. So many riders will go at this from the point of view of, okay, my horse keeps grabbing the bit and running with me in canter. And I'm not talking about a horse bolting here, by the way. This isn't what I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about sometimes it can look like a horse becoming heavy. Sometimes it can look like a horse becoming crooked. What's happening is that the horse is just trying to almost bully through the aids, okay? It's almost like if you could imagine there was a dam or at the banks of a river and that the water is just, there's, there's so much energy in there, the water is trying to burst through that, okay? It's trying to find the weak spot and it's going to keep trying to burst through it. That's what I kind of see running through the aids as being, okay? So you need to, first of all, start to, as I said, set an intention about what you're going to work on in this ride, okay? Don't try and fix everything in one ride. You're not going to be able to. You need to really and truly get very intentional about one thing, okay? And a lot of riders get caught up in the fact that they want to have this lovely, light, and can we say this secret conversation, this very subtle approach to their aids. It's it's a conversation between them and the horse. Other people can't see it happening, and that's lovely. And that is, of course, the goal. However, sometimes just with the naughty, the, the, the child throwing the tantrum in the supermarket that we spoke about at the beginning, sometimes you have to get a little bit more, well, proactive and you have to be able to say, excuse me, that's it. There is a line. I've drawn it in the sand. You crossed it there, buddy. And now there's going to be a consequence to that action. Okay. Now I am not saying you take a stick and you go beat your horse. Of course, I'm not telling you that, but you could apply a little bit more pressure with any of your aids. Okay. Now, not to the point, obviously you don't want to hurt the horse and you have to also make sure at this point that the horse is not doing this because of something you're doing and bring that back to noticing what's going on, or also that he's doing it as a way to maybe evade something that's painful or uncomfortable or perhaps you're asking for too much for his level of training but we're going to assume you've you've sorted all those things out it's none of the above okay and he is really and truly being the the naughty the naughty two-year-old okay in the supermarket so what do we need to do well as I said you can get a little bit more I suppose stronger through the aids that you have in order to lay down a rule the other thing I would say is don't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. So what you can start doing is start by distracting the horse. So very often these tantrums, <laughs> it's not a tantrum, but obviously these things, they become a habit for the horse. So one thing happens and the horse thinks, okay, 
this is the next thing that has to happen. Or, okay, I got away with this before. And when I done this, it meant I didn't have to do that anymore. And they start to notice these things, okay? So what I would say in that case is start to change things up. So if you're noticing that every time you transition down or maybe transition up, for example, into canter on the straight, your horse is actually going to maybe take that bit and just run a little bit, run against you a little bit there. What I would do is just before you ask for the transition, you would then half halt and rebalance and bring back the trot again. So now he doesn't know what you're going to do, or you could maybe ask for some shoulder in or shoulder four, ask for something different. So he is not, first of all, anticipating what you're going to do. And secondly, that he's a little bit in the unawares that when you do ask for the canter transition, eventually, I wouldn't say canter on and on and on forever. You want to break the habit, ask for the transition, let him go forward maybe to five or six strides of canter, and then bring it back transition it back. Don't give him any time to let that happen, to let that particular problem happen, okay? So set the intention, start with what's, well, with noticing what's going on, take it slow, and remember that you want to re- well, you want to respond rather than to react. Okay, the other thing I mentioned in there were triggers. And again, as I mentioned there, we, we said about maybe going into canter, but sometimes we the riders can actually be the trigger and it can be something that we are doing inadvertently that is then maybe causing this to happen so a lot of riders if we take it back to canter again I know we're speaking a lot about canter today but this can happen in any gait and we're just going to use the canter because this would be a fairly regular occurrence but if we were to take it back to canter again what maybe you could notice would be that perhaps you are collapsing through your body. And in doing so, you maybe have a horse that would have a tendency to look for gaps or to look for these little maybe weak points, okay? And then he is going to take advantage of that, okay? Another thing would be that a lot of times it's actually a rider would have trained a horse to act like this. And now you're probably thinking, well, sure, nobody's going to train a horse to do that. It's not enjoyable. But they train it by a lack of knowledge on the rider's side. And this is where, again, taking things back to basics and to thinking about retraining, but not only retraining the horse, retraining you, the rider as well, that you understand the basics and the fundamentals a little bit more clearly before you then go on with what you want to do. Now, the final part is you have to establish rules and you have to be consistent with those rules. So again, take it back to the kid in the supermarket the the toddler that's having the tantrum okay if the parent was to just give in cave of course it's going to happen again okay however with the parent being firm maybe being a little bit more I don't want to say heavy-handed I'm not talking about beating the child certainly not I'm definitely not talking about beating the horse okay um what I mean is that if they're just slightly more firm in their approach and they change the approach. So the approach now is different to what's happened before. Something has to, there has to be, again, you can have good and bad triggers. This time we're going to talk about a positive trigger in that it's changed it. And the, the child or the horse is going to go, ooh, okay, that was a little bit different. I didn't get the actual response I was looking for. And then continue on, okay? Continue on with whatever your agenda is as opposed to whatever the horse's agenda is trying to be, okay? But you have to be consistent with this. This cannot be touch and go. And this is where so many riders seem to mess up. They're not clear in their head about what they want, the intention, and then they are not clear in making that happen every single time. And I'm not talking about just every ride. I'm like every time that you are getting to the point where you know that trigger is going to be. So perhaps it could be a transition or a corner, 
it could be anything it could be a, a certain jump it could be um, maybe a certain figure movement that whenever you get to that certain point you you're not going to be proactive in actually changing this and being firmer in changing it up that the horse sits back and says wait that was different okay i didn't get the desired response i need to change my attitude on this and that is where the training can start that's where the conversation happens that is where you and your horse can begin negotiating a whole new set of terms with regards to your aids and his response to your aids. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that for today. I hope you have a really great week. As always, if you want to, you can pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash halt, and there is that free training there for you, ready and waiting. Have a good one, keep well, and I'll chat to you soon. Be good, bye.